The opinion of the wise is better than the certainty of a fool. Welcome everybody to episode 48 of the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. I'm glad you're here with me on this 23rd of December, 2021. Thank you again. I appreciate all the support. A couple of housekeeping admin notes before we get started with my opening remarks. As you can see below, the Trust and Believe Nomad cast buzzsprout.com is your one-stop shop. Say it again. It's your one-stop shop to find everything about me, about the Nomad cast. Once you go inside the website, you can find me on all the favorite audio and podcast platforms to include Apple, Spotify, and Google, to name a few. You also can listen to the audio versions as well on there. If you navigate to the right-hand corner, you can find me on Instagram. It's a direct link. And also for the YouTubers, if you're new to this channel and you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe now. Click that bell icon. And now you'll be notified of all the latest and greatest. And I can't forget, also, I am on TikTok as well, right? So I'm all on all of those, right? So you can find me. You can find me, retired MSG underscore 20. All right. So open the remarks will be kind of quick today because I want to kind of expand upon it um, at the end of the show today. But I just want to make sure that, you know, I know it's the holiday season. Like I said, that we in the 23rd of December already. Let's just be safe and sound as we maneuvering around trying to find the, the parent, the, the gifts for mom and the, the gifts for dad and so on and so forth. Let's just make sure that we are safe. We're watching our six protecting our, our fronts, our sides, our backs and everything in those that's around us. I know folks are traveling via uh, vehicle, via, uh, via airplane, train or whatever. Just make sure that we're safe. We're doing the right things. We got these freaking omnichromes and chromosomes and below the zones and all these freaking <laughs> variants that's just coming out. And that's a whole nother story. I don't even want to get involved with, but just make sure we're masking up, you know, and just doing the right thing. Let's just be smart. Utilize common sense. Try to enforce common sense the best we can and just take care of yourselves. All right. Take care of those around you. And just do the right thing. This is the season where the world kind of slows down in a sense. If, if you've been working hard this year, man, take some time and kind of just sit back and kick your feet up and just enjoy the fruits of your labor. Uh, and just do the right thing. If you're out there and you got to grind during the holidays, continue to grind, continue to grind, man. It's, it's always light at the end of the tunnel. Again, I'll talk about some things regarding Christmas and the holidays at the end of the show here, but I just wanted to kind of just touch on that and kind of set the conditions, you know, for the holiday season. All right. So that concludes my opening remarks today, today on sneaker stories on a Thursday with just Detroiters. We call them gym shoes, but sneaker stories on a Thursday just rolls off the tongue very well. All right. So today I'll talk about uh, my, I had two issues with this particular shoe. The shoe was involved in two issues. Back in the nineties, one with my dad and the first time I kind of, I don't want to say I raised up on him, but, uh, my, my voice was, uh, accelerated in a sense, but I was brought back down to earth. And then the same shoe I wore at white castle and I had an issue and I defied regulations, so on and so forth. So I'll tell that story as well. Again, stay tuned, stay locked. Again, you got the website below, go ahead and access and do everything that you can to listen to this podcast, listen to the nomad cast and that's all good. 
All right. Everyone be safe and sound. I'll see y'all in, in a bit on sneaker stories on a Thursday. Gym shoes, people. Gym shoes. To trust and believe nomad cast here on a sneaker story on a thursday commonly known as gym shoes i think i need, I need to change that title instead of sneaker stories on a thursday gym shoes stories on a thursday so i'm gonna change that title card because i'm not being true to my detroit self we didn't say sneakers we said gym shoes but i titled the segment sneakers that will change next week y'all i'm going back to the roots kid you know what I mean? All right. So everybody glad you're tuning in today. Again, today on gym shoe stories on a Thursday, I'm going to take you back to the year 1993 folks. 1993 is the year I graduated high school, right? It's the year I enlisted in the Marine Corps, the winter part of that year. 1993 was a very pivotal and critical year in my development. That's when I began to start you know, as we say, start feeling themselves and, you know, all this stuff going on. And, you know, I was out of high school hanging with my friends and, you know, we doing whatever, working at White Castle, making my own money and all this. Right. So I start feeling real good, taller than I ever felt before. Right. So you talk about the sneaker story. This is a good one here. So 1993, I'm going to take you back. And I had a pair of the Charles Barkley Air Force Max came out of 1993, right? And I'm going to show you the original color. This is not the original color by far. This is not the original color. This is the original color up top, what you see. You can see the difference in the color, the purple, the black, and the white, so on and so forth, right? The one that you see up top above, that is the shoe that I bought in 1993, Again, this is just a replica. And guess where I bought this shoe from, folks? Ding, ding, ding. You got it. StockX, my favorite place in Detroit, right? Headquartered in Detroit, StockX. Got to love it. But the Charles Barkley Air Force Max, 1993. So the reason that shoe is significant for me, I bought this shoe originally in 1993. I bought it at Foot Locker in Fairlane Mall, which is in Dearborn a suburb of Detroit, right? And um, I bought this shoe, and I remember it, the shoe came out in the Phoenix Suns colors, as you saw in the, the photo above, purple, black, and white. So I ended up buying these shoes, and, you know, back then, you know, we was wearing the jerseys that was made by Champion. We'd get the, the jersey and get the shorts to match the socks and all that. It was all about matching. And so the Suns colors, purple, black, had a little orange in it, and white. Went to the mall, got my Phoenix Suns jersey. I was a big fan of Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson was a point guard for the Phoenix Suns back in the day. One of my favorite players, right? And Barkley was on that team because he had just arrived there from the Philadelphia 76ers a year earlier. And uh, so I had a Kevin Johnson jersey. I had the Phoenix Suns shorts. And then I had the freaking Barkleys. Again, not that color. And... uh Man, life was good, man. So I, I bought the outfit, and that next day, me and my friends, we was getting ready to go somewhere. And I had the jersey on. I had a T-shirt up on under it. But the shorts were kind of long. And again, back in the 90s, everything was freaking baggy. The shorts were a little baggy for my father's taste. Again, my father's an old school cat. This is 1993. You know, 
his 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 way of dressing and my way of dressing was totally different. So I remember he uh, came home from work, came by from work, and uh, he's bringing groceries in. So I'm upstairs. Me and my friends, we getting ready to go to the mall. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got our jerseys on, this, that, and the third. I had a beeper. I'll tell you how old this was and tell him my age. I had a beeper, and I had bought, like, an earring in my left ear. You know, I'm thinking I'm looking good. You know, I got my, my dax on my hair. I had the high top fade and all that, right? Really feeling myself back then. And I had my Barclays on along with the Phoenix Suns jersey and shorts. So my father's bringing groceries in and I didn't help him because I'm like, shoot, I'm ghost with the Phantom. I'm out. I'm about to go hang with my friends. I got time to be putting the groceries. So he's like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going, we're going to the mall. We're going to Northland. He said, oh, uh-uh. you're going to help with these groceries. You can sit up in the house and eat these groceries. You can put the groceries up. I'm like, all right. And he was like, what? I said, all right, I'm all right, all right, all right. And my father's a big dude, man. And so he didn't chase me down in the house while I was bringing the groceries from the car into the house, but he kind of walked up on me. He was like, what'd you say? I was like, forget it. I ain't say nothing. So I just threw the groceries down on the floor like, don't. And now right next to our kitchen is the upstairs. So I walk upstairs. He said, where do you think you're going? I said, I don't know what it is. It's like, lately, you've just been on me. It's like, you know, I get a job, pay for my own stuff, right? And it, it's still an issue. I mean, all, I, all I'm all i doing is going to the mall to hang with my friends. I ain't want to put no groceries up. Now, thinking back, you know, 30-some years later, I'm like, dude, just get the freaking groceries. Put them in, have a conversation, and they go hang with your friends. I ain't have to do all this extra stuff. He's like, hold on. I don't know who you think you're talking to. You walk around here with these old baggy shorts on, these shorts, you know, falling off you, showing your underwear, and you got that little freaking earring in your ear. What is wrong with you? I mean, he just like just going off. I don't know if he had a bad day at Chrysler. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, I'm not even doing nothing. I just I'm going to the mall. He said, You ain't going nowhere. And you done bought another pair of shoes? He said, That's all you do is sit up and buy shoes all the time. He said, is, is this all you're going to do is buy shoes, buy these big old shorts that's too big for you, walk around with an earring and work at White Castle? What else? Do, what are you going to do with your life? Now, that summer, when this incident happened, I had already fixated myself on the Marine Corps. I just didn't go down to the, the recruiting station yet, but I had already been talking to the recruiter. He was like a recruiter from a uh, recruiter's assistance. So he was already in the Marine. He graduated boot camp, but he would come in and they would help, you know, try to endear some contracts. Right. So I'd already been talking with this cat. So I'm like, okay, I, I plan on going to the Marines. I just didn't tell nobody, but my father, he just went off. And I think what it was, he saw me with a new, another pair of shoes. And he's probably like, okay, you working. You buying all these shoes, spending up all your money on these shoes, dude, you can freaking buy some groceries. I think that's what he was thinking. And then he seen me with these baggy shorts that, that ignited a red flag. Then he seen me with that freaking earring. And then he seen me with the beeper. So he started trying to put all these, these, uh, these negative thoughts into his head. And I'm just like, I was just going to chill with my friends to go to Northland to buy some more freaking gym shoes. Right. And he went freaking, I mean, he went ballistic. Uh, he went ham, whatever you want to call it. He freaking went off. And, you know, I'm a short dude. And I'm like looking up to him, right? And I'm like, man, he is really mad. And then 
I got the rest of the girls, and he was like, just just go. So I was like, no, oh, what was all that about? So, you know, talking with my friends, and they was like, yeah, man, my pop's like this. You know how we do. We just start talking about our parents, whatever. And so another reason this shoe was significant, I think this triggered it because he was like, God, dog, you buying another shoe. So a couple of days later, I'm running late to White Castle, right? And uh, I'm running late. I can't find nothing. You know how it is when you're running late. You just can't find nothing. And so we had to wear black, almost, I won't say like dress shoes, but like sturdy shoes uh, with a nice rubber grip on, r- rubber grip. But it couldn't be gym shoes. Had to be a black shoe with a nice, sturdy, sturdy, thick rubber grip, right? I cannot find these shoes nowhere in my house. They're not up under, they're not up under my bed. They're not in the closet. I don't know where these freaking shoes at. So I'm looking for the shoes. I'm like, man, I'm running late. These were up under my bed. They were black. They had purple in it. They had a rubber sole. Hmm. I don't think Miss Motley, rest in peace, my former manager at White Castle, I don't think she'd be upset if I wear my Charles Barkley's to work, will she? <laughs> I put them jokers on. I arrived to work. And we always did like a, I won't say like a uniform check, but we would make sure we're good. Make sure the apron, you know, everything is nice in the line. So on and so forth. Make sure the White Castle hat is aligned everything, right? And so the shift leader, her name was Dolores. She was like, uh, Mr. Anderson, those are not White Castle certified shoes. You can't wear those. I was like, look, I was running late. I've been getting into it with my pops about freaking gym shoes and all this. Let me just work these freaking eight hours and I'll figure out the rest tomorrow. And she was like, I'm gonna let you stay on here. She said, but you lucky Gwen ain't showing up today because, uh, you know, she'll write you up. And I was getting written up in White Castle. Oh, gosh, dog. I was getting written up so much. They had so much paper. It would stretch stretch from Detroit to freaking China. So many times I was getting written up. But my aunt at the time was the district, district supervisor. Y'all wasn't going to fire me. <laughs> and uh, that was my way of thinking. I've, I've calmed down since then, right? And so uh, I'm like, okay, Gwen ain't going to be here. I'm straight. I'm good. Gwen never showed up in the afternoons, especially on her days off. She would show up in the morning, but this was like in the afternoon. And at the time she used to have a, a Benz, like a two door coupe Mercedes Benz. And I'm working a freaking fish and fry. Right. And I turn around, just happened to turn around looking at a customer. Why did I see this freaking gray Benz pulling up and Gwen wa- walking in with white castle clothes on? She had the white castle short sleeve shirt. With the blue pants. I'm like, what the freak, man? And I know she was going to look at these freaking shoes. So my the shift leader looked at me. She was like, man, you better do something because you know she's going to write you up. Gwen walk in. She's like, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? This, oh, we fine, Gwen, we fine. She come around that corner. And then right around the corner was like where the office was at. And then we had like the, uh, the buns and everything for the burger. She come around. She locked in on my freaking Barclays. Again, it wasn't this color. It was black, like the picture said. And uh, she was like, uh-uh, Mr. Damon, come here, come here. And I was like, Gwen, I know what you're going to say. And she said, what am I going to say? I got the wrong shoes on. She was, I was like, look, Miss Molly, I was running late. She's like, that sounds like a, a Damon problem. She said, Damon problems are not Gwen problems. 
and they're not White Castle problems. Those are your problems, right? So I'm like, okay, got it. She was like, I'll let you work this shift. She said, but if you, you know, this floor is very slippery because, you know, it's a concrete brick floor. floor. She was like, if you slip and fall, I'm writing you up. I'm like, go ahead. I'm good. I got balance. You know what I'm saying? I got balance, right? So it just so happens like an hour later, Gwen is still there. So I'm dumping ice into the, we had like a little ice chest up under near the register, right? I dumped the ice in there and I wasn't really paying attention because we was really busy. Why did a couple cubes of ice fall on the freaking floor? Again, I'm not paying attention, right? We work and we busy. Put the ice up, the ice freaking melt. Now you got a little puddle of water. Why did I walk on that puddle, puddle of water and slip? And I was like, ooh, I didn't fall on the floor, but I was like, oh, Gwen just happened to be there. She said, uh-uh, come back here with me, Mr. Anderson. I told you, you wearing them unauthorized shoes, walking in here like you play basketball or something, coming in here with your little brand new Nikes. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to fix you today. And everybody just started laughing. Even like the customers will start laughing. I'm like, what are y'all freaking laughing at? Y'all don't work here. Y'all don't know my problems. So I went back there. Gwen wrote me up. She was like, you know, you are lucky. She said, because you should have been fired a long time ago. So she wrote me up and everything. And I guess the moral of the story, the main takeaway was, you know, I should have looked, I should have got up earlier that day and looked for my White Castle work shoes instead of just throwing something on. But then I, I kind of want to show off my Barclays anyway, because them, them juggles was fresh, man. And I should have listened to rules and regulations and policies and procedures. Should have just notified them. Hey, I'm running late. I have shoes, but they're not the authorized versions. I can't find them. So on and so forth. Cause I'm like, at the end of the day, I still got rolled up anyway. So if I had been late, I would have got it written up anyway. But then with taking, going back a couple weeks earlier, the situation with my dad, I think my dad kind of just looked at me when he saw the baggy Jersey, the baggy shorts, another pair of freaking shoes and the earring and the beeper. I think he, he didn't see his son. He, he didn't see this little boy that he raised and nurtured and everything. He saw another person because again, you know, I was 18 years old. My mindset had already shifted. You know, I didn't want to be at home. I want to be with my friends. I want to hang out. I want to go to go to freaking Northland. I want to go to the freaking the the movie theater. I want to do all these things outside of my residence. And I think he kind of looked at me and I wasn't that little boy that he used to take the Chrysler during um at least they had like an open house type things where they would show the new vehicles. I wasn't that little boy that he took to the state fair and he bought elephant ears and cotton candy. I wasn't that little boy no more. So I think he probably had a bad day at work at, at Chrysler dealing with Detroit traffic, Brent going to the store, getting groceries. And then he see his son, you know what I'm saying? 18 years old, got all this freaking baggy clothes on another pair of shoes with an earring. And he's, he probably looked at me like, hold on, this is not the same dude. And then, you know, I got an attitude. So I take fault in that. I get an attitude thinking I'm too big to bring groceries in when all I had to do was grab a couple bags, have a conversation and everything would be good. So whenever I, you know, whenever I look at these old school shoes, right, there's always a story with it. And I had, again, two stories with it. The one with getting into it with my father, you know, we laugh about that type of stuff now. Um, and then getting written up at white castle wearing unauthorized 
freaking shoes. But I was like, man, I couldn't find the shoes. But then I was like, these were up under the bed. Let me just put them on. Let me show these cats. You know what I'm saying? I got the new Barclays and all that. Man. But again, everything, every sneaker story, every gym shoe story I tell, there's always a life lesson. All them freaking gym shoes I got in my closet. Trust and believe, folks. Trust and believe. There is a life lesson. There is a life story in it. And I always talk about the young folks. They collect the shoes just to have them know. Old guys like me, there's always a story with it. And I'm I'm blessed and I'm thankful that the Lord allows me to have this, this mind where I can freaking, you know, I can recapture those moments visually. I can remember, you know, working at White Castle, having those freaking Nikes on. I can remember me, you know, turning my back on my father, walking up the steps and he getting mad at me. I can wear, I can remember wearing that Phoenix Suns jersey. I can remember all this stuff and even other stories. So I'm, I'm thankful and I'm blessed. I'm able to have that, that type of memory. Um, but again, sneaker stories on the Thursday, y'all <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love being a young man back in the nineties, man. Life was great. All right. So like I stated earlier, I kind of touched on it in my opening remarks. Oh, by the way, that concludes gym shoe stories on a Thursday, but I kind of talked about, um, in my opening remarks, kind of just hit the wave tops regarding the whole Christmas thing. One thing I want to say before I even, you know, sign off for the weekend, my fellow service members, my airmen, my sailors, my Marines, my soldiers, their families, their dependents, whoever I want you guys. I know what it's like. I, I, I have intimate details and I know what it's like being away from your family during Christmas, being away from your family for the holidays, this festive time of year, where it's a year, uh, uh, the season of giving the season of thanks, the season of being harmonious, the season of opening up your doors and welcoming others in. I understand that wholeheartedly, right? Been, been there, done that too many times. That's why I love this time of year where I can, be with my wife and my kids, man. It's just a beautiful thing because there's been so many years, man, that I've been away. So I want to tell you, thank you for your service. I appreciate all your efforts. I appreciate all your sacrifice. And me and my wife, fellow service members as well, we appreciate your service. We appreciate your sacrifice. We understand what it's like. We know what it's like, right? But again, that fails in comparison to some of these guys and gals are out there to the single service members of all branches, call your family, call your mother, call your dad, call somebody. Cause this is the time now in the numbers, the data can prove it where a lot of our service members, they feel lonely. You got a single service member that's serving in a remote location across the world with no life support uh, facilities or any life support activities. He or she may feel the urge to do things that's not constructive. So I want to say to you, Stay in there. We again, stay, find things to do. Try to get with your other service members, go to the commissary, have, you know, uh, prepare a kit, a, a meal or do anything you can to continue to open your eyes for the next day. We're all here for you. I pray for you. I want you guys to, to be safe, return home safe. That concludes. And also along with that, everyone else be safe as well throughout this holiday season. Have a great, weekend have a wonderful and outstanding christmas be safe and be sound take care see you guys next week on monday mental combat again 
Have a blessed Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. To you all. Be safe and sound. Take care of yourself. Take care of your others. And like we said Monday, say yes to yourself. Say yes to yourself. Do not feel bad buying yourself things. All right? But take care of the ones that take care of you. Be safe and sound. See y'all next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Trust and believe.